Welcome to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the members of the Long Island Professional Network, where business professionals come to grow. Hello, I'm Mara Loeschner, marketing and communications consultant and podcast producer with Smith Douglas Associates. Everyone knows that when you want to sell your house, you call a real estate broker. But did you know that if you want to sell your business, you can call a business broker? Today, I reached out through the Long Island Professional Network to speak with Hal Fuchs, a business intermediary and M&A advisor with the NYBB Group. I wanted to know what it takes to sell a business, what are some mistakes business owners make when they try to sell, and why do owners decide to sell when they do? Thank you for joining us today. What made you decide to be a business broker? How did, how did you get here? Well, that's an interesting question, uh, and it was a long road for me, actually. It started when I was a business owner, and when I found out that the business was no longer what I wanted to do for various reasons, I decided to try to sell it on my own. That process did not go very well, and I didn't know it at the time, but I realized later on that that failure really was the impetus of where I am today. When I uh, decided to sell my business and I failed in that attempt, I decided to be a financial advisor. And that was a great opportunity that was offered to me by someone on downtown Manhattan in a very boutique financial firm. Got a lot of great training and I was able to uh, progress and get my licenses and found myself invariably sitting with financial planners and myself talking to our clients who were business owners. And in doing so, we were talking about their assets in retirement. The business was never really focused on. It was all the other assets that they had. And I noticed that uh, the business was always assumed to be going to be there for them in retirement where they can continue on and, and retire but still be part of the business. And they never really considered what the value of the business was. And I always reflected on my lack of being able to monetize the value of my business, my lack of being able to continue on and, and be a business owner in retirement, and scratching my head at why they just assumed this was going to happen. So I decided that uh, I was going to go out on my own and see if I could be a business consultant focusing on explaining to business owners that they don't really necessarily can depend on a business being in there in retirement. And if they really wanted to sell a business, they had to do a few things to prepare that business. And it was successful for me. Uh, it was a story that people identified with in much greater numbers than they did when I was a financial planner. And I found that it, uh, people being more receptive, that there was a need, and I decided I really wanted to do it more professionally. So I'm here today with a organization of merger and acquisition advisors called the NYBB Group, and it's just a culmination of all those things. What type of services did the NYBB offer? The NYBB group offers, first and foremost, placing a value on the business owner's business. 
if a business owner could understand what that value is, they are able to make decisions on whether they want to plan on keeping it or whether they might want to try to sell it. So that's the first and foremost value that we add to the business owner. If the business owner wants to sell their business, we will help them market that business. And we do so confidentially. And that's really the key importance that we bring that the business owner can't do if he was going to market the business, right? Because the business owner represents the business. So how do you keep it a secret? So uh, we do that as well. Our marketing plan is quite extensive and we have also um, alliances with other brokers that we can help. And we also have a lot of buyers that we know of, both individual financial buyers, private equity groups, and also sometimes strategic buyers, buyers that are within the same industry that are looking to expand through acquisition. So that's the main services that we do. What kind of businesses do you usually work with? Small businesses, large businesses? We always are dealing with a privately held firm, and that firm could be in a wide range of industries. We usually focus on the lower middle market, which is defined as sales revenue of at least two million and up to 50 million. And that's not to say that we wouldn't do less than two million or more than 50, but that is our sweet spot. What kind of businesses do you deal primarily with? Retail, food, restaurant? We don't really focus on the Main Street type of retail business. Um, we are more focused on uh, healthcare, insurance, different types of contract business, HVAC businesses, uh, janitorial supplies. We will deal with some higher end hair salons. So that's one exemption from the retail market. We do a lot with home care and healthcare industries. How do you put a price on my company? The price is really determined first and foremost by the motivation of the business owner. Sometimes a business owner wants to just sell it to a family member, in which case we want to use fair market value that the IRS will recognize as a transfer that has the correct market value. Uh, sometimes the business owner wants to sell it out to the public in which he wants to get as much as he possibly can. That would be plain old market value. And then sometimes there are business owners that are actually partners and one wants to buy out another one. It really depends on the motivations of the buyer and it puts you into a value world. That being said, the type of situation that's going to occur will dictate what kind of methods we use. Generally speaking, a multiple of earnings is used to value a business. The multiple that is going to apply may depend on the industry and the earnings that are shown might have to be adjusted because many business owners do put personal expenses through. We have to sometimes uh, back out some of those personal expenses. So we adjust the earnings and we adjust them and get a figure before interest is paid on anything, before depreciation and before taxes. What are some of the reasons people decide to sell their business? I know that's usually personal reasons. You've gotten too old. You're in the middle of a divorce. You've got bored and just want to try something new. 
What are some of the motivations people have sure. to selling their company? Sure, sure. The the smaller business we find that the right now that many business owners want to retire because they're just getting tired. Uh, of course, with the baby boomer type of demographics, a lot of these uh, people are getting older and they just don't have anybody to hand the business to. So they want to sell it out in the open market. That's on the smaller end. Uh, when the businesses get larger, they're finding that they only could expand so much and they're finding that if they want to do further value added to the shareholders, uh, they're going to have to be acquired by someone that could take them to the next level. So that be it starts to shift a little bit once the businesses get bigger. So in that case, as opposed to just selling off everything for these kind of companies, you're looking to be acquired by another company. To a certain extent, yes, we want to try to preserve that firm that's being acquired. Uh, some of the better parts of it are going to be preserved naturally, which usually means the employees. The employees are the, the, the best asset that any business can sell. And it's funny because employees think that they're going to be uh, fired and they're going to lose their jobs. But generally speaking, when a firm is acquired, it's because either of their employees being so strong or perhaps the uh, uh, sales are in a different region that the acquiring company is so they can uh, the acquiring company can then expand the sales uh, through this acquisition or sometimes the product lines might be complementary and so that the acquiring company can uh, expand their product lines I'm thinking about selling my company I come to you what are some of the questions you ask me at our first meeting the first meeting I'm going to ask you why you want to sell what is your motivation? And that is key for us because that takes us down a certain path. The second question I'm going to ask you is what you think your business is worth? Because usually the small business owner has something in mind. And then we're willing to do a free evaluation before we actually sign a contract with them and see if our valuation matches up with their expectations. Uh, we'll also look to see how well this company can be managed without the current uh, business owner. So we want to make sure that there's a, a way to manage the current business and support it without that business owner being there. What are the similarities and differences of selling a house versus selling a business? I tell you, I had an experience myself of trying to sell my house on its own. And I figured out, I won't need a uh, broker and I put a for sale sign right in the front of my house by owner and the first thing that happened is that all my neighbors came by and asked me why are you selling so there you go the confidentiality just went out the window not that it mattered so much but it became public knowledge and then I had a couple of people that called me up and they started to um, ask me questions about my house and they wanted to see it, but I was busy and I'm working in a business and they said, well, can I come by in an hour? And I go, no, I'm working right now. So a lot of uh, people that were interested, um, I could not actually meet up with because I was doing something else full time. And then I had some other poor experiences too. People who started negotiating with me, uh, selling the house uh, before they even stepped foot in the, house, in, the, in the door of the house. So it was uh, very, very frustrating. And I didn't get a lot of people that really were serious buyers. Then I switched over, I took the sign off, and I switched over to a broker. 
And the broker says, I know a lot of people that want to come into this neighborhood and I'm going to show your house. We didn't put a for sale sign in. They came in to show the house and I had three interested buyers. One of them was really ideal between the terms and the price. It worked out fabulously and within a month or two, we had our house sold. So selling a business is very similar in that regard. You can do it on your own. You will lose confidentiality. You will have a tough time marketing it on your own because you also are continuing to run your business. And you don't want that business to lose value. So you want to keep that business going in a, in a positive way. And to do both is very distracting. There are two other similarities as well. With a house, you go into contract, then some due diligence done, and then you close. It's similar to that in a business. In a business, if you have an interested buyer, he'll go into contract with you, he'll do his due diligence, and then you close as well. Why is confidentiality so important? I learned the hard way when I try to sell my business on my own that when your employees learn about it, they get rattled. When your suppliers learn about it, they start to tighten up their credit lines with you. So there is an appropriate time for them to learn about it, but not while you're trying to sell it. Confidentiality, in essence, allows you to maintain the value of the business while it's in that uh, marketing uh, mode. Will you market my business and to what kind of buyers? That is something that would be investigated in our initial consultation. We know that the business owner will have some insight on who they believe the best buyer will be. Um, no one knows their business better than them. So we will uh, look at that. We'll also look within the industry of other people that are players in it to see if we could find a strategic buyer that might want to buy the business. And um, then again, we also know that we can market it to individuals that are just looking to invest in a new business. And uh, to them, they're savvy enough that it doesn't matter which industry they're in. So um, that's how we would, would approach it initially. Okay, I grew my family business. I've been here third generation. It's time for me to sell, but I only want to sell it to the right person. Can, can you show me buyers and can I pick the one I want? Well, you could certainly pick the one you want. Ultimately, you have the decision of who you want to sell it to. So absolutely, you have your own criterion that you want to uh, sell it to. So you, finally, you have the say. I want to be a part of selling my business. What, what could I do to help? What you could do to help is to give us all the information that we need to know. We need to know, are there any skeletons in the closet? Are there any concerns that you generally have and why you have those concerns? You know, whether or not you're concerned that the industry is going to be weakened, whether or not you're concerned that you're going to have some new liability issues, whether or not you have some tax issues that might be coming up. We need to know all those to be truthful because it's better for us to know them now and it's uh, more helpful us to help you clean them up before we uh, market the business rather than have them be discovered later on in due diligence. Is culture something that you look for as a fit when you're looking for a buyer for someone who's selling? Do you Absolutely. figure out the culture of the, the company you're trying to sell and try to find a matching? Yes, there is a culture, uh, both a, a social culture and an intellectual culture, and you want to make sure that they, that they match. 
they really, you know, it's important. My company, we're a little behind the times. We didn't actually computerize anything yet. What kind of records will you need from us? And well, can you find them for us? Because I don't think any one of my staff knows where anything is. Well, if your staff doesn't know where things are, I don't think you could expect us to find where they are. But you will need inventory records if there is inventory. You will need employment records of your employees. You will need leases or whatever other contracts that are necessary. You will have to find them. If you can't find them, the buyer is not likely to buy your business. So that's all the part of due diligence. Exactly. Once you go into contract with a potential buyer, he's going to want he or she is going to want to see all those items, and they're going to delve because buyers these days are very very savvy. So you will need to produce documents uh, as best you can. If you cannot ultimately provide them, we'll try to do what we can, but it may actually affect the value of your business. How long does it normally take to sell a business? We would generally find that businesses can be sold within six to twelve months at the earliest. Some businesses take a little bit longer.、Uh, it could take a year or two to sell a business. How do you deal with owners who have an emotional tie to their business that feel like they should sell their business? But you can see that it's a bit of a heartbreaking decision, right? That, that that's difficult.、Um, we really don't want to have a client that ultimately doesn't want to sell, and we'll go through the process and we'll put out feelers to make sure that they're committed to the process, because we don't want to waste their time and we want don't want them to waste ours as well. So yes, we we are keenly,、uh, conscientiously looking to see if that business owner is is、uh, serious, because if They're not serious. Ultimately, they're not going to sell it. For people who are thinking about selling their business for whatever reason, what do you think are the top ten mistakes that people trying to sell their business go into? The top ten mistakes that people go into. The first, very first and foremost one, I would say, is that they don't keep the effort confidential. Losing confidentiality、uh, makes it much harder to sell the business. The second biggest problem we find is that the, the sellers are dealing with only one buyer. When they only have one buyer, that buyer knows he has a lot more leverage, and、uh, it makes it difficult to、uh, transact. Another issue is that they're not fully prepared. They really sometimes have to clean up some of the things in their business, whether it's cleaning up the parking lot, or cleaning up some of the issues in regulatory, or liability issues, or perhaps issues just with、uh, certain clients or with certain uh, suppliers. Uh, if there are any kind of lawsuits that are pending or possible,、uh, they need to clean everything up to make the business look shine like it shines. So the biggest problem we see is that they're they're prematurely putting up a business before they prep it. Similar to a house. Exactly, similar to a house. Another big problem we find is that、um, sellers don't have the right representation. 
the attorney that they use to actually transact this from contract to closing is vital. Uh, sometimes things linger, they just simply may not answer phone calls or don't respond to emails and uh, issues never get resolved. So not having the proper attorney for this type of transaction is a very big mistake. Your standard real estate attorney is just not the right person. Oh no, not at all. You want to get somebody who's specialized in transactional law and who has done business transactions uh, more than a few times. Another problem that I, I see that business owners themselves are uh, guilty of is they drag out a deal themselves. Not only is the buyer drags his feet, but the seller himself will drag his feet. So that's a big problem. And I also find that uh, sellers need to uh, be able to negotiate. It's got to be a win-win for the buyer and the seller. We find some sellers trying to win on every single point, and, and that uh, sometimes is not worth it. You want to have some points that you're willing to give away in order to gain some other things. So it's a little bit of give or take that the seller has to understand he has. What are some of your favorite stories of helping sellers find the right match? The one good life story that I remember is uh, the business owner who had a dry cleaning business and it was doing very well and he actually made a career change already and he was running the business but now that he made this career change he had to get out and he was really desperate. And it just so happens I spoke to somebody who's looking to get into the dry cleaning business by chance, and it just became a perfect match. There was some issues initially with the pricing of it, but they the man wanted to unload it and didn't want to close it, so he decided to uh, address that issue, and and uh, the sale went through relatively smoothly. And that was only my second uh, attempt, second client, and it was really nice to see See that run smoothly so that was a great story uh, of course my the worst story is the story I had when I try to sell my own business and I had that one buyer and uh, when that buyer didn't pull through we didn't close I ended up closing my business so that was unfortunately the worst story what's your favorite part of doing this the favorite part of doing this is that people have a new plan for their life and they want to make a change and I affect that change. So it's really great to see because I've made some changes in my life and I know how difficult they can be. Uh, so selling a business is uh, a big moment in, in a business owner's life. And when I can make that a, a positive thing for them and for somebody else, there's no better reward. If someone has questions on how to sell their business, how can they reach you? My phone number is 516-359. 2761 and my email is hal at nybbinc.com. What's your website? My website is www.nybbinc.com. I suggest that if they are looking for somebody who understands the seller's needs and the seller's desires and, and some of their concerns, that uh, I would be the right person for them. I would be a great advocate for my client. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for listening to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the Long Island Professional Network and produced by Smith Douglas Associates. To learn more about the LIPN, visit our website at lipn.org or join our meetup under Long Island Professional Network.